Praise the Lord. My contribution will be from Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 12 to 13. It reads, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Go and tell the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, Will you not learn a lesson? Will you not learn a lesson and obey my words, declares the Lord. God was calling on the people of Judah to learn the attitude, character, and the way of life of the Rechabites. The Rechabites fully obeyed the instructions, the instructions of the forefathers with all their household. They did not drink wine or build houses or vineyard as they were commanded. God commended and rewarded them, the Rechabites, by saying, Jehonadab shall never fail to have, to have a man to stand before me. Verse 19. What should we learn from this account? For us to inherit the blessings, favor and fulfill our purpose on earth, we must fully pay attention to the commandments of God, obey the service of God that God has placed over us, and obeyed our parents. We must not examine ourselves daily to be sure we are in the right standing with God. May the God help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. What called to mind when I was reading this again was oftentimes the Lord always test people and thank God that the Rechabites actually passed the test of God because had it been God now told them okay Jeremiah you have to go to the Rechabites invite them to the house of the Lord what if they compromise I mean this account would have taken a different tone it's like God saying like we told Job he said he so told Satan, he said, Do you consider my servant Job, knowing fully well that he is blameless? And Job did not disappoint God. So was it with the Rechabites. They did not disappoint God. And many times, God set us, you know, set the stage for us and is looking at us. Are we still going to bend our ways or are we going to, to abide by God's rules? Thank God that they did not. In, in our Christian journey, the Lord will test us. And are we going to pass the test? Let's abide by this. Let's learn from the Rechabites because they did not break the rules of God. They abide by it and God was able to show them up in this scripture. Lord bless us. Jesus. Praise the Lord. So without rejecting what others said, I just focus on the outfit. Eighteen down, we said. Then Jeremiah said to the family of the Rechabites, "This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says: You have obeyed the command of your forefathers, Jehonadab, and have followed all his instructions, and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says: Jehonadab, son of Rechab, shall never fail to have a descendant to serve me. Praise the Lord. So we see that." At the end of every command of God, there's a blessing attached to it. 
So as uh, one of our brothers have said, if we wholly, fully obey the voice of God, they say we make us to be the head and not the tail. We'll be above and not beneath. And also, you say, how do we apply this to our lives today? I think somewhere in the book of First um, Peter 2 or there, I said we are a holy nation, a peculiar people. So all the words that God spoke to the priests in, in the Old Testament, See, apply to us today. But Jesus have not come to have come to fulfill the laws of the prophet. The same thing applies to you and I. When we do the word of God, then we are sort of setting up ourselves for God's promotion upon our lives and God's blessing. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'll just contribute from Jeremiah 35, 1 to 10, but summarily. Um, I wrote that the Rechabites' ways of life, manner, and attitudes were strict. Examples, they did not engage in drinking wine and followed their forefathers, Yonadab and the Nazarites' vows. They were commanded in their clan not to drink wine as well as other commands given to them. And they adhered to these commands and followed the nomadic ways of life of not building houses but living in tents. We can see this in verses 5 to 10. Mommy Omar also referred us to a group in England here as well. We refer to themselves as Rechabites and do not drink wine and maintain their integrity. Sorry, I, didn't, I don't know much about this, but Mommy referred to it. So what could be said about our, own, about our own ways of life? One, especially in honoring God, in obeying his commands according to the scripture, in totally separating ourselves from the practices of this world and his affections. And as mommy reminded us, we should, we should follow God's laws and abide by his laws. We should maintain our integrity and owning up to what we do or say. We should serve God from our hearts and truly love him. An apostle referred us to John 14, 20 to 21 and 1 John 2, 15 to 17. Especially on not loving the world, but to love God. Thus, summarily, we should be committed to God. We should be faithful to God's covenant, especially as we have decided to follow Jesus Christ. We should not turn back or be one, in, or be one leg in and one leg out. The Rechabites followed and obeyed the ways of their family and their tradition not to drink wine. So we as Christians should think of our internal life and the internal consequences of disobeying God. Disobeying God is not palatable at all, as we, as we all know. May the Lord God give every one of us the grace to decide to be faithful unto death. And may we receive the crown of life as Jesus Christ has promised us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together. Did I hear you say that they did not follow the first time, although towards the end was different? Their forefathers don't drink, did not drink wine. I said the Rechabites followed and obeyed the ways of their family and their tradition not to drink wine. Not to drink wine, yeah. Yes. I just want to get that because I was like... <laughs> not to drink wine, yeah. Okay, thank you. Let's put our hands together. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, Mom called this book, The Rechabite's uh, Obedience. In addition, I called it The Rechabite Trial Leading to Obedience from Your Personal Conviction. So it was actually quite difficult to understand for me at times when I went over it again. God used the man of God, a prophet, to test them. But 
it's like in this book, in, this, in the whole chapter, all of us have to do with obeying. In fact, Prophet Jeremiah did not know what the Lord was about to do. So sometimes, even if you are a prophet or as children of God, if God is sending you a message, you might not know the end of it. But it just brought me the scripture in Ecclesiastes 7, 8 to mind, which says that it, the, the beginning, the end of a thing is better than the beginning when you are looking at it at times. If we hold back on our godly conviction, then we might not be able to get the blessing at the end of it. So they had a godly conviction, sort of, if we have to apply it to us. And they holding on to that led to them being blessed. The trial was to drink wine in the house of the Lord next to the official. So it was something that normally they could have fallen for. It's the man of God that spoke to them. It was in the house of God. It was next to the official. But that's not what God wanted them to do. So, Rukabites were not rude to the man of God to say, oh, what teaching are you telling us? We don't do that. But they listen. Then it's helped us to be able to learn from it in this generation. The Rukabites learned from it. Prophet Jeremiah learned from it. The people of Judah learned from it. And it's a lesson for us and the blessing to come with it. So, it's like four generations of people learned from just this one act. Hence, there are some teachings that we might think, oh, that is saying this about the doctrine of addressing, the way the boys should look, is not what the scriptures are saying. There is a blessing when you follow the doctrines of the church. In our generation is the doctrines that our mother and our father has given unto us. So these are teachings about holiness that has a blessing at the end, and we should freely follow that. But it also came to mind that Jeremiah had four instructions to follow, right, in, um, from verse 1 and 2. The first one was that he has to go to the Rechabites. He has to go and speak to them. He has to bring them into the house of the Lord. Then he's to give them drink. So as children of God, every stage that God is giving us instruction, we should endeavor to follow it through because there is a blessing and a teaching at the end. Praise God. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Is that all? Yes, amen. That takes us to chapter 36, which is another chapter that I love to read. Amen. Carelessness or taking the word of God uh, for uh, 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 merely or whatever. You know, in that chapter 36, he said, Joachim burns Jeremiah's scrolls. There are times that we burn the, the word of God. You burn the word of God when you don't take them carefully. When you don't act them as it is supposed to be, you burn it. We can think about this Joachim as a king, burning the scroll of, the, of God. <laughs> a lot of time we waste the word of God. Where's the word of God when you hear it and you allow Satan to take it out of you? In this case, he was actually burning it in the physical. So in chapter 36, Joachim burns Jeremiah's scroll. That is the word that was given to Jeremiah. And as I've always said, I want us to have it in our hearts and mind that God has sent Jeremiah a hard message. So today we are also sent a hard message. 
Amen. It takes boldness. It takes the grace of God for us to go and deliver the word of God when God asks us to go and, and do so. Sometimes in our offices, it's difficult to speak about the word of God. We make sure that we don't waste it because we might not burn it in the coal, but sometimes we hide it in our heart and we don't release it to the people. It's another way of uh, like hiding the word of God or burning the word of God in the scroll. Said in the fourth year of Joachim's, uh, Joachim, uh, Joachim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. You know, I've, I've, I've been telling us, Mark underlined that word, the word came. The word only visits people that are concerned about God. The word will only come to people that dwell in, in, the, in, in, in the word of God. The word will come to you. The word only comes to people that are like very committed to God. It will not come to you where you don't even read the word at all. If you read the word and you listen to God, the word comes to people that walk with the Lord. It says when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, there is a glory. Before you can receive the word of God, before the word of God can come to you, you must have been one that has been dwelling in the house of God. One that is taking God seriously. One that reads the word of God. One that, that, that are like the Berean Christians that make use of the word of God. So the word will come to you. So in this situation here, we know the love that Jeremiah has for the Lord. When God sent him, it was difficult. But when he started to walk with the Lord in the light of his word, God always comes to talk to him. So I want us to underline that the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. In this case, I told Jeremiah, take a scroll. In those days, it's only the, uh, the people that are educated, you know, that can write that can write on the scroll. He said, just take the scroll. Now we are going to see what happened with the scroll. He said, take a scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you concerning Israel. So God had already been preparing Jeremiah before. You know, I said, maybe Jeremiah is not doing nothing to that word. And he said, now take a scroll and begin to write. I don't know what God has been saying to us. God wants us to take paper and write them down now. Amen. The word of God that you have received from this church, right from the time that you have been a member of this church, take a scroll and begin to write them. The word of God that we have been receiving from these Bible studies, take a scroll and write them down. That when you revisit them, that's the time that you begin to see. Because if you keep on forgetting the word of God, then nothing will happen. The people in those days, they forget the word of God. That's why God instructed Jeremiah, say, take a scroll, write it down. Go and read it to them over and over again. We need to read the word of God over and over again so that we can know where we belong. So I take a scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you concerning Israel, Judah, and all the other nations from the time I began speaking to you in the reign of Josiah till now. I want to instruct us as Bible study uh, pupils that we should take a scroll, take our notes, and write what you have on the Stand since we have been studying the Bible from the time of Daniel to Ezekiel. Take a, 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 a notebook now, begin to write those the way that God has been a blessing to you. Don't sit on them. So, God was instructing Jeremiah, go and remind the people, take a scroll and write from the time I started speaking to you till now, till present. 
He said, perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, they will each turn from their wicked ways. Then I will forgive their wickedness and their sins. The reason why God was instructing Jeremiah to take a scroll to write again to remind the people is that they have not listened. God is not seeing a change. The more God is teaching them, the more they are like not working straight with God. So Jeremiah called Baruch, son of Nerea. And while Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord had spoken to him, Baruch wrote them on the scroll. So Baruch at that time must have been a scribe that writes. Amen. Then Jeremiah told Baruch, I am restricted. I'm not allowed to go to the Lord's temple. Remember now, because of all the prophecies that Jeremiah has been given, now is the high. The, 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 some of the priests have hidden him, even with Baruch and all the rest of that, all the rest of them. Said, "I'm restricted. I'm not allowed to go to the Lord's temple. So you, so you go to the house of the Lord on a day of fasting. I want you to underline that, not just on any day." A day of fasting is a day that everybody now is focused. A day of fasting is a day that everybody is, you know, come back to basics. And read to the people from the scroll the word of the Lord. The words of the Lord that you wrote as I dictated. Read them to all the people of Judah who came in from their towns. Perhaps they will bring their petition before the Lord and will each turn from their wicked ways. For the anger and wrath pronounced against his people by the Lord are great. Baruch, son of Nerea, did everything. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You can see that Baruch is a man with an obedient heart. He said he did everything. May we do everything as we are instructed by our leaders. Baruch, son of Nerea, did everything Jeremiah the prophet told him to do at the, at the Lord's temple. He read the words of the Lord from the scroll. In the ninth month of the fifth year of Joachim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, a time of fasting, as was directed, before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from the town of Judah. From the room Verse, verse, chapter, verse 10 from, from the room of uh, son of Sharpen, the secretary, which was the upper courtyard at the entrance of the new gate of the temple. Barak read all the people, Barak read to all the people at the Lord's temple. The word of Jeremiah from the scroll. He didn't read it anywhere, but exactly as he had dictated, as he has been asked to do. When Micaiah, son of Jer- uh, Gemariah, the son of Sharpen, heard all the words of the Lord from the scroll, he went down to the secretary's room in the royal place, where all the officials were sitting. El Shama, the secretary, Eliah, Son of Shemaiah, El Natan, son of 
Agbo, Jeremiah, son of Shapan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials. After Zedekiah told them everything he had uh, had Baruch read to the people from the school, all the officials sent Jehudi, son of Nathaniah, the son of Shelmiah, the son of Cushi, to say to Baruch, Bring the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. So Baruch, son of Neriah, went to them with a scroll in his hand. They said to him, Sit down. Please read it to us. So Baruch read it to them. When they heard all these words, they looked at each other in fear and said to Baruch, We must report all these words to the king. Then they asked Baruch, Tell us, how did you come to write all this? Did Jeremiah dictate it? Because they know that this is one of the handwriting of Jeremiah. Tell us, did Jeremiah? Yes, Baruch replied. He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them in ink on the scroll. Then the official said to Baruch, You and Jeremiah, go and hide. Don't let anyone know where you are. I want us to mark that verse 19. After they put, this, after they put the scroll in the room of El Shama, the secretary, they went to the king in the country yard and reported everything to him. The king sent Jehudi to get the scroll, and Jehudi brought it from the room of El Shama, the secretary, and read it to the king and all the officials standing beside him. It was the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter apartment. I want you to underline that winter apartment. What led to the burning of the scroll? With a fire burning in the fireport in front of him. Whenever Jehudi had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them off, cut them off with a scribe knife, and do what? Threw them into the fireport. You know, you can really see the fire burning. Some people still have that. Not all this ready-made heater we have now. Until the entire scroll was burned in the fire. The king and all his attendants who had all these words showed no fear. Showed no fear, nor did they tear their clothes. Even though El Nathan, the liar, and Gemariah urged Jeremiah, a son of the king, Seraiah, son of Israel, and Shelemiah, son of Abdil, to arrest Baruch, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet, for the Lord had hidden them. See, that is good to be obedient. They decided to go, because this is what will happen anyway. After the king burned the scroll containing the word that Baruch had written at uh, uh, Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Take another scroll. You can't destroy the word of God. Amen. They burned the other one, but God now said, look, they didn't listen. Take another scroll. So you must know that this scroll was taken the second time. 
so that this, this letter was still written to the people. Now it's going to be volum, uh, voluminous. Because the first one was just mere, mere one. You can see when he said, take another scroll and write on it all the words that were on the first scroll which Joachim king of Judah burnt up. Also tell Joachim king of Judah, this is what the Lord says, you burned the, that scroll and said, why did you write on it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and wipe from it both man and beast? Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Joachim king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the, and the frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for, this, for their wickedness. I will bring on them and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem every disaster I pronounced against them because they have not listened. So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe, Baruch son of Neriah, as Jeremiah dictated. Baruch wrote on it all the words of the scroll that Joachim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. There is no way you can burn the word of God. The word of God is full, is full of epistles. If you burn the word of God, God still has more words that are not written down that you still need to hear. So by burning the word of God, it really made God to really speak more. And you can see in speaking more, there are other things that happen. So what, uh, what am I to say to us concerning that uh, uh, chapter 36? God asked Jeremiah to, uh, to, 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 to write on the scroll. And when he wrote on the scroll, he asked Baruch to write the fullness of, of, of everything that God spoke and so that they can carry it out, so that they can discuss it, and people can do the right thing in God. But the king, out of uh, pride or whatever you can call it, when they were t- t- reading the word to him, he was getting it and was burning it. Today, some people don't want to hear the truth of God's word. God is still speaking. It takes only those that will hear the truth of his word that will not burn the word of God. When God speaks and you don't act on God's word, then you are burning it. When God speaks and you are disobedient to God's word, then you are wasting it. So waste is the same thing as burning. So a lot of people today are not hearing the word of God, but they are doing what? They are burning it. May we not burn the word of God. And remember, look at the time that they said the word of God in that uh, 36 verse 9. He said you should go to them during the time of fasting to read the word. When everybody, you know, when we are fasting, you'll be more focused. Amen? So anytime that we come to church, what, what that is telling us, but for, to receive the word of God, we must be more focused. Amen? Amen? We must not just be carried away. God wants us to hear his word at a reasonable time. A time that we have prepared ourselves to hear the word of God. Because Baruch was about to alert them about the tragedy that is coming to happen to them. And he said, go during the time of fasting, when everybody is fully full of attention. 
Nobody's thinking about food. Nobody, everybody is focused. So the best time to receive from God is when we are more focused. Amen? Not when we get carried away with different worries. Eh, my children, my husband, my friends. And then you are worried for nothing. The word of God will just go like this and come through the other ear. May we pay attention to the word of God that we are hearing. In this case, God sent his word, but the words were destroyed. They were burned in fire. May we not burn God's words in fire. There are many people that are still burning God's word, like I said, in fire. By not paying obedience to the word of God. We allow the birds of the air, as we have been reading, to come and steal it from us. I wrote, I just, I just wrote a few things down. It said, Jeremiah burns, uh, Joachim burns Jeremiah's uh, scroll. Jeremiah in this chapter was asked by God to take his scroll and write all that he has instructed him. That is word that he has spoken to Jeremiah concerning Israel. God wants us to read the word that he has spoken concerning us from the scriptures. Amen. Judah and all, concerning Israel, concerning Judah and all other nations. Since he started speaking to him from the reign of Josiah until that time of speaking to him. Wants him to rewind back. Like what happened to us in this 30th anniversary. Many things that happened 30 years ago were revealed to us. So that we can be able to come back to focus. Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord has given to Baruch. Who wrote them on the scroll? Jeremiah spoke on the scroll. On the scroll, yes. And in this scroll, Jeremiah spoke about what will happen to the people. He hoped that they would take notice. Then they would change their ways, and the Lord would forgive them. But instead, it did not happen like that. God's words cannot be destroyed. God instructed Jeremiah to rewrite the scroll, adding to it. The attempt to suppress God's words results in its increase, which is that verse 36-32. Let's see what happened. Uh, I wrote here 32. What happened? So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe, Baruch son of Neriah, and as Jeremiah dictated, Baruch wrote it on all, uh, wrote, on, on, wrote on it all the words of the scroll that Joachim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire, and many similar words were added to them. You understand? It makes God's word more voluminous. If you destroy the word of God, it will expand it more in your life. Amen? That's why when the word of God is being preached somewhere, and you feel, ah, why is it? you are hearing the truth, and you are running away. In the next place that you, the next destination, that word of God will be more expanded. It has always happened like that. So let's not misuse or burn the word of God, but be obedient to it to the end. In Jesus' name. The, uh, this, uh, for for this or the for this or for this uh, king's action of rebellion, the king received a punishment received for the worst, for the worst of kings of Israel and Judah, the complete overthrow of his uh, dynasty. Read this from the book of uh, Kings, First Kings 21. You all have it as an assignment. Write it down, 1 Kings 21, 20 to 23. For this refuser, he was overthrown. 
they will not be overthrown in our positions in Jesus' name. Sometimes when God places us in position and we think we, we are the overall uh, 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 beginning and the end, but it is only God that is beginning and the end, and we don't follow instructions anymore, and we think we can do what we like, in the end we get into trouble with this king, thinking that he has power, he has authority to do and undo, he, uh, he, he entered into more troubles. They would not enter into God's trouble in Jesus' name. <clears throat> so we must be very careful in everything that we do. There are some other things that I try to put down here. That's it to say. I think I've read it all. Okay. Okay, I think that's that for now. Let's see, this Jeremiah 37, 37 and 38, so that we can be able to cover that. Jeremiah in prison. And 38 talks about Jeremiah insisting. All these are very self-explanatory. He said, Jeremiah in prison, 37. Jeremiah, son of Josiah. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, was made king of Judah by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He reigned in place of Joachim, son of Joachim. Neither he, neither he, nor his attendants, nor the people of the land paid any attention to the word the Lord has spoken through Jeremiah the prophet. This king, Zechariah, did not pay attention, nor any of his attendants. They didn't pay attention. May God help us to be focused. Tally on God's words. Must pay attention on the word of God. Because it's from great promotion in God. King Zedekiah, however, sent Jehuchal, son of Selemiah, with the priest Sephaniah, son of uh, Messiah, to uh, Jer- Jeremiah, the prophet, with this message. Please pray to the Lord our God for us. Now Jeremiah was free to come and go among the people, but had not yet been put in prison. Pharaoh's army had marched out of Egypt, and when the Babylonians who were besieging Jerusalem had the report about them, they withdrew from Jerusalem. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Tell the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of me. Pharaoh's army, which has marched out to support you, will go back to its land, to Egypt. Then the Babylonians will return and attack the city. You capture it and burn it down. This is what the Lord says. Do not deceive yourself, thinking that the Babylonians will surely leave us. They will not. Even if you were to defeat the entire Babylonian army that is attacking you and only wounded men were left in their tent, they will come out and burn this city down. After Babylonian army had withdrawn from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah started to leave the city to go to the territory of Benjamin to get the, his share of the property among the people there. But when he reached the Babylonian gate, the, uh, uh, Benjamin's gate, the captain of the guard, whose name was Erijah, son of uh, Shalemiah, the son of Hananiah, arrested him and said, You are deserting. You are deserting to the Babylonians. 
That's not true, Jeremiah said. I'm not deserting to the Babylonians. But Elijah would not listen to him. Instead, he arrested, he arrested Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. They were angry with Jeremiah and had him beaten and imprisoned. I want you to underline that part of the scripture. In the house, had him beaten and imprisoned in the house of Jonathan, the secretary, which they had made into a prison. Jeremiah was put into a vault cell. Remember, this will always take us back to verse 1, that he will be punished, that God is sending him a great job. And there are many dangerous things that will happen to him. These are part of the things that you could see according to what has been told before. Jeremiah was put in a vault cell in a dungeon where he remained a long time. Then King Zedekiah sent to him and had him brought out to the palace where he asked, where he asked uh, him privately, is there any word from the Lord? Even in all this that Jeremiah was going through, they still, the, the king had to call him privately to ask him. The gifting of the, of the man will make way for him. And the gifting of God upon Nehemiah's life is what is making way for him here. So is there any word from the Lord? Because the word that this man of God speaks is always what? True. Yes, Jeremiah replied, you will be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, what crime have I committed against you or your attendant or these people that you have put me in prison. That's right in prison. He went to ask this question. So he now boldly asked that question back. Well, what have I done that you put me into prison? Where are your prophets who prophesied to you? The king of Babylon will not attack you. Who prophesied to you that the king of Babylon will not attack you or this land? But now, my lord the king, please listen. Let me bring my petition before you. Do not send me back to the house of Jonathan, the secretary or I will die there. King Zedekiah then gave order for Jeremiah to be placed in the courtyard of the king and given a loaf of bread for, uh, from the street of the bakers each day until all the bread in the city was gone. So Jeremiah remained the courtyard of the guard. All what I would just like to frame and put together in this chapter is that working for the Lord is not easy. There are times that there are ups and downs in working for the Lord. So whatever situation you find yourself when you work for the Lord, consider it good, amen, that you are going through it. Jeremiah has been told, and now you can see all what he went through. But thank God that the king was able to listen to him. Even when he said, look, don't take me to that prison because maybe it was not very easy for him, that prison. But yet, he was still holy speaking the word of the Lord to the people. When we get to that chapter 38, it talks about Jeremiah, the first one, Jeremiah in prison, which is part of the things that God has told Jeremiah is going to pass through. And in 37, but in 38, Jeremiah thrown into a cistern. The cistern is a type of well that has the, no water. Sometimes it's dry, sometimes it, must, it, it can be muddy, you know. But that is where uh, 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 Jeremiah was thrown into. Like the one that they threw Joseph into when they sold him uh, to, uh, 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 during the time uh, that he was sold into Potiphar's house. He said, uh, 
38. Shephatiah, son of Matan. Gedaliah, son of Pashur. Dukel, son of Shalimiah. And Pashur, son of Makija. Hadrod Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, die by famine or plague. But whoever goes over to Babylonians will leave. They will escape with their lives. They will leave. And this is what the Lord says. This city will certainly be given into the hands of the army of the king of Babylon who will capture it. Then the official said to the king, This man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in this city as well as the people by the things he's saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people but they are ruined. When you do the things of God that God does sometimes opposition but let us still focus on Jesus. Amen. He is in your hands. Zechariah answered. The king can do nothing to, to oppose him. Because the king knows that he's speaking the truth from the heart of God. So you always note it in your heart. Don't say, why me? When you work for God, there will always be opposition. Amen. So they took Jeremiah and put him into the, into the system of Makija, the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lowered Jeremiah by rope into the system. It had no water in it, only mud. I want you to underline that this one is a difficult one. No water but mud. You know sometimes mud can make you. So Jeremiah would have gone through a lot. So if you are serving God now, you are just going through little uh, tires and then you are still complaining. Jeremiah went into a well, a severe well that is full, no water but mud. A mudded well. Then they lowered Jeremiah by rope into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud, and Jeremiah sank down into the mud. You can imagine, maybe it goes up to the neck, maybe we don't know. But they say it sank down. But Ebed Melech, a Kushite, or an Egyptian, the Kushite being an Egyptian, an official, in the royal palace, had that they had put uh, Jeremiah into the cistern. While the king was sitting in the Benjamin's gate, Ebed Melech, went out of the palace and said to him, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly. I wanted to underline the word wickedly. So people will act wickedly to you sometimes, but know that if your ancestors, Jeremiah can go through all this wickedness of the people, God delivers him, he will also deliver us. said, they have acted wickedly in all they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They have thrown him into a system where he will starve to death, even explain it better. In that place, there is no food, there is no bread, no water. All what they want to happen to him is to do what? To starve to death. May God help all our missionaries. When there is no longer any bread in the city. Then the king uh, commanded Ebed-Melech, the Kushite, take 30 men from here with you and lift Jeremiah and the prophet out of the system before he dies. So he must have struggled a lot for 30 men 
to be sent to relieve him from the from the pit or from the cistern. So Edmelech took the men with him and went to a room under the treasury in the palace. He took some old rag and worn out clothes from there and led them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the system. Abed Melech, the Kushai, said to Jeremiah, put these old rags and worn out clothes under your arms to part the ropes. Must have been like a dangerous lifting so that the rope would not tear. You can see the struggle that Jeremiah went through. Jeremiah did so. And they pulled him up with the rope and lifted him out of the system. And uh, Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guards. Zedekiah questioned Jeremiah again. Then, Zedekiah, then the king Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and had him brought to the third entrance of the of the temple of the Lord. I'm going to ask you something, the king said to Jeremiah. Do not hide anything from me. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, if I give you an answer, will you not kill me? Even if I did, did give you counsel, and you would not listen to me. But King Zedekiah swore this oath secretly to Jeremiah, as surely as the Lord lives. Who has given us breath? I will neither kill you nor hand you over to those who want to kill you. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord God, the God of Israel, says If you surrender to the officers of the kings of Babylon, your life will be spared, and this city will not be burned down. You and your family will leave. But if you will not surrender, to the officers of the king of Babylon, officers of the king of Babylon, this city will what? Be given into the hands of the Babylonians, and they will burn it down. You yourself will not escape from them. King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Jews who have gone over to the Babylonians, for the Babylonians may hand me over to them, and they will mistreat me. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the Lord by doing what I tell you. Then it will go well with you, and your life will be spared. But if you refuse to render, but if you refuse to surrender, to surrender, this is what the Lord has revealed to me. All the women left in the palace of the king of Judah will be brought out of the officials of the king of Babylon. Those women will say to you, they mislead, misled you and overcome you. Those trusted friends of yours, your feet are shunk, sunk in the mud. Your friends have deserted you. All your wives and children will be brought out of the Babi- uh, out to the Babylonians. You yourself will not escape from your. Uh, Escape from their hands, but will be captured by the king of Babylonia, and the city will what? Will be burned down. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Do not let anyone know about this conversation 
or you may die. If the officials, they are very secretive, isn't it? If the officials had that, I talk with you, and they come to you and say, tell us what you, uh, you said to the king, and what the king said to you, do not hide it from us, or we will kill you. Then tell them, I was pleading with the king not to send me back to Jonathan's house to, to die there. All the, officials did, uh, all the officials did come to Jeremiah and ask him, and he told them everything the king had ordered him to say. So they said no more to him, for no one had had his conversation with the king. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the king until the day Jerusalem was captured. When next we see, we are going to look at the, uh, the fall of Jerusalem. Is it not amazing? This man, uh, a big melon. But one thing I just want to bring out of that is that it is good to do good. Amen. Some of us might see a fellow brother dying or something is happening. We run accusation. We run commentary. And who knows what he has done is not our business. Amen. Our own is just to do what? To show help to one another. Look at how he has arranged that even though he was an Egyptian slave, he still has mercy. He's a slave too. He didn't say that, yes, I'm slave here. Yeah, who is it? That you? No, 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 no. He went to the king and he sought help for Jeremiah. The only thing I just want to hold here is that people will send help out of destiny to us. Because if this man did not go and talk to the king and Jeremiah was rescued, he would die in the mud. The mud is it's not very easy. Do you know here that he will be struggling? They even ask, when they send the rope, they send some clothes, old clothes, so that he can cushion. Because he's fed, he would have been fed up, tired. But helper of destiny was this man, Ebed Melek, or something like that, who sent help to him. But you see, one thing I see in all this thing, Jeremiah was still what? Speaking the truth. Faithful, yes, and speaking the truth. Everything God said to him, he was saying. He didn't hide anyone. Even when the king was saying that, say this, he did not, you understand what I'm saying? He make sure that he was trying to do the best. The Lord will send helper of destiny to us. Amen. And uh, we got to say there, I will save you. You will not fall by the sword, but will escape with your life because you trust in me, declares the Lord. That's Jeremiah 39, 18. Let's keep that word. It's a, it's a word that we must keep. Amen. When we trust God, he will always save us. When we trust God, he will rescue us. But let's, let's always have it in our heart that it was not very easy for Jeremiah in teaching the word of God, in prophesying the word of God. Sometimes he has to say the right thing and face the consequence. So, that it, because of the truth, Jeremiah was sent to prison. Because of the truth, Jeremiah was put in a system. Even a, a muddy system. Not an ordinary one. But God sent helper of destiny who rescued him for it. And uh, like the scroll, that burning of, the, of God's word, we must make sure that we must take the word of God respectfully and carefully digest it and use it on a regular basis 
was with the king here, he took the word of God for granted and was just burning it. Was just burning the word of God. May we not burn the word of God. In Jesus' name. I think I rest my case here. When next we meet, I will go straight to chapter 39. I just tried to read all these verses because uh, there are several notes that I wrote here, but maybe when next we are meeting, I'll be discussing that with you. But I think I rest my case here and uh, bring this meeting to a close. Amen. Let me see if I can get some. Some of the things that I wrote right here. Thirty-nine, uh, verse verse one. It says Jeremiah and his uh, message were vindicated by his. Uh, By his uh, historical reality. You know, I just put that as a prayer point because he was telling them the truth. And 39 verse 3, the elders who sit in the gates and conduct the government of the small towns. And this is how he was able to speak to some of the elders. And in that 39, he also predicted something. I, I, I didn't complete this. But when next we meet, I'll be discussing about that. Amen. That thing that I... Let me see that... uh, That's all I just uh, want us to know about. told you about uh, Abedemelech. A servant of the king. Destiny helper. Wrote here. Just know that one of the things I want us to take home as well, in working for the Lord, we go through times and situations, but we must not let it uh, take us over. Sometimes we go through fire, like Jeremiah was always remember. One of the things that happened to Jeremiah, he was always in prison, then the big one was in a cistern, a muddy cistern, not a dry one. So he faces, he faced death, but he did not die. So in doing the work of God, we must always know that sometimes we have to pay the price, but God will always deliver us from it. In Jesus' name, Amen. I rest my case here. May the Lord bless His word. In Jesus' name, let us continue to do the word of God, the work of God. Without looking back, temptation will arise, problems will arise, but we must not give up. But continue to do the work, and it shall be well with us. In Jesus' name.